Good morning, church. How great is our God? How great is our God? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we love you with everything in us. We thank you that you sent your son, Jesus. We thank you for the gift of your Holy Spirit. We thank you for your presence here, Lord. I ask, Lord, in Jesus' name, that your Holy Spirit be upon me this day and be upon all the members of this church and whoever is hearing this service. Lord, watch over your word to see that it is performed. I trust you, I love you with everything in me, and I thank you for every great and mighty thing you have done in my life. Amen. It's a day of emotion, Trina. I feel the same. I have been invited and I'm honoured to share the word with you today. And the theme is on the subject of the dispensation of truth. Now the world would say, what is truth? Pontius Pilate, standing, uh, Jesus was standing in front of him and he said, what is truth? But you and I know we are all, everyone here is born again of the Spirit of God. And we know what Jesus said. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Uh, I just want to read a lot of scripture to you and I'll tell you where I'm going. I'm going to talk about the truth in the Old Testament, which foreshadows the New Testament. I'm going to read a lot of scripture, and then I'm going to share a testimony with you. Because last week in our uh, group meeting, the subject of depression came up. And I felt in my spirit to stand up and give my testimony because this is a small church, but we are being raised, especially you young people. You are being raised because this is going to be a huge church. And you are needing to be equipped. And I am an old duck, but I have experienced a lot. And I can't put an old head on young shoulders, but I can share with you and I can by the power of Almighty God, impart to you hearts of compassion and mercy because it is a dying world out there. You are going to have people so crippled within that you are going to need to minister to them and you are going to need the word of God. You are going to need the truth to lead them out of where they are. Amen. The nature of Jesus is described in John 1.14. And the word was made flesh and dwelt amongst us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as the only begotten son of the father, full of grace and truth. And in John 1.17, it says, For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. We are sanctified by the washing of the word. 
because the word is truth. In Proverbs 16.6, by mercy and truth, iniquity is purged, and by the fear of the Lord, men will depart from evil. In John 17.17 17 to 19, Jesus prays for us. How beautiful is that? He's praying for his disciples, but he's praying for his church in the future. That's you and I. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so I also sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also may, might be sanctified through the truth. In Psalm 86, 11 to 13, Teach me thy way, O Lord. I will walk in thy truth. Unite my heart to fear thy name. I will praise thee, O Lord my God, with all my heart, and I will glorify thy name forevermore. For great is thy mercy toward me, and thou hast delivered my soul from the lowest hell. And my friends, I have been there. I have been in the lowest hell. I suffered depression and not, oh, I was down for a couple of days. Things were going wrong. I suffered chronic depression. Deep, painful, terrible depression for years and years and years. And I was a Christian. And in the church, I found no mercy. That is why I'm talking to you today. I came out the front and I prayed, and I'm not, I am not condemning the church. They did not know. They were not equipped. And it was my journey to make, perhaps to stand here today, to share this with you. And I, lay, I used to lay on the floor and sob and sob, and people were trying to work out what sin I committed, what I had done wrong. And I don't say this to be awful to that church, but one day they decided I had a spirit of lust and they had a, a prophet from America and he came, they got him to come up. I didn't know they thought this. I was so horrified. And they stood, the prophet stood in front of me and he said, this woman has not sinned. Her husband is doing the wrong thing by her. But do you know what? I was so wounded in my spirit. I never went back to church for years. It hurt me so much that people were thinking and condemning me instead of somebody getting down and comforting me. And many, many years later, I was in a service and there was a, a prophet. His name is Rob Griffin, a, God of uh, a man of mercy. God had shed abroad in, in, in his heart great mercy and compassion. And there was a lady who was obviously demon-possessed and suffering terrible mental illness. And everybody in the church was a bit scared of her. Everyone was standing back. And she fell down on the floor and she was... In he got down on the floor. He put his arms around this lady and he put his forehead against her forehead. And then he stood up and he said to the church, I will have mercy and not sacrifice. He said, I put my forehead 
on her forehead because I have the mind of Christ. And then hope came up in my heart because you don't know why that person is depressed. I will share my story with you. And it, it takes some courage to say this. I was molested as a child. So I was already imprisoned. I was terrified of men. I was terrified of the dark because he used to come in the dark. And I could not fall asleep right until a few years ago, until the sun came up, because then it was safe for me to fall asleep. That was one of the things I had gone through. I was in a prison. We have a disease in my family and my family suffered this too. We watched our loved ones die a horrific death. My father, my brother, my sister. We were helpless in it. And the sorrow of it was heartbreaking, heartbreaking. And then I married a man who'd gone through similar things as me because you draw people to you the same unless it's dealt with, unless God has dealt with it in your heart. I drew a man who'd been abused as a child, the same as I had. And he drank to squash his pain. I was just fortunate I don't have an addictive personality. But never judge that person who's a drug addict. Never judge that person who's an alcoholic. Never judge that person who's promiscuous. You don't know what they've been through. You don't know their story. And my husband sister, the one he loved the most, was murdered and it shattered him and it shattered our marriage. And then he became a terrible alcoholic. He became violent. He tried to kill me with a pick. So I have been through hell. And you know, one day, my mind went on holidays. I fell into the deepest depression you could imagine. And it is like a black hole that is Vaseline down the sides. You can't get out. And some people can't even see the light at the top. But I have Jesus in my heart, even though this was happening to me, even though I was in depression, the word of God was in me. And I would cry out to him. And it comes down like a silver rope. And all you have to do is grab it. You can't pull yourself out of it. You can't snap out of it. There's no way out of it. But the, you hold on to the word of God and the truth of God and he will draw you out. And what I'm trying to exhort you all is to have a heart of mercy, not judgment. Listen to these people. Hold their hand. Ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, what do I say? What do I do? It's very important, young people. This church is going to be big. It's going to be very big. And the people are going to be not all together, some of them. And they, God's heart is for them. He's calling them. They are his people. And oh, I forgot what I was going to say here. I got carried away. <laughs> uh, I wanted to say what Jesus say, said. They that be whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. But go ye and learn what that meaneth. I will have mercy and not sacrifice. For I am not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And that is the words of Jesus. And um, if you're ministering to somebody who's suffering depression, 
lead them to the Psalms. I'm going to read two Psalms to you because they saved my life. The Word of God is powerful and it's truth. It's absolute truth. 88. I'm all over the shop, people. Bear with me. Now, I used to sob. Sob and sob and sob. But he heard my cry. O Lord God of my salvation, I have cried day and night before thee. Let my prayer come before thee. Incline thine ear to my cry. For my soul is full of troubles, and my life draweth nigh unto the grave. I'm counted with them that go down into the pit. I am as a man that has no strength. Free among the dead, like the slain that lie in the grave, whom thou rememberest no more, and they are cut off from thy hand. Thou hast laid me in the lowest pit, in darkness, in the depths. Thy wrath lieth hard upon me, and thou hast afflicted me with all thy waves. Thou hast put away mine acquaintance from me. You have no friends, believe you me. Thou hast made me an abomination to them. I am shut up. I cannot come forth. My eye mourneth by reason of affliction. Lord, I have called daily upon thee. I have stretched out my hand unto thee. Wilt thou show thy wonders to the dead? Shall the dead arise and praise thee? Shall thy loving kindness be declared in the grave? Or thy faithfulness and destruction? Shall thy wonders be known in the dark, in thy righteousness, in the land of the forgetfulness? But unto thee have I cried, O Lord, and in the morning shall my prayer prevent thee. Lord, why castest off my soul? Why hidest thy face from me? I am afflicted and ready to die. From my youth up I have suffered terrors. I am distracted. Thy fierce wrath goeth over me. Thy terrors have cut me off. They have come around me daily like water, and they have compassed me about altogether. Lover and friend hast thou put far from me and mine acquaintance into darkness. It is so lonely when you are depressed and no one wants to know you. No one wants to hang around you because your speech isn't always light. It's not, they're in a prison. They need compassion. They need love. They need prayer. Reading the Psalms saved my life. And perhaps if you're ministering to someone, there's beautiful Psalms. There's 22 is another beautiful one. And it really talks partly about the suffering of Jesus on the cross. And I want to tell you that Jesus, when Jesus died on the cross, he took all our sicknesses, all our diseases, and that includes depression and mental illness. And I just want to talk about the suffering of Jesus as he was in the Garden of Gethsemane. In Matthew 26, 38, it says, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. And in Luke 22:44, and being in agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat, as it were, great 
drops of blood falling to the ground. What anguish. And when he died and took all our sin upon him, he who was without sin became sin for us. And he cried out, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? How beautiful is that? Jesus, who'd never been separated from the Father ever, ever, took our sin upon him and was separated from the Father. But he trusted his Father and he rose again from the dead and he holds the keys of death and hell in his hands. I want to say two scriptures that helped me so much. We have the mind of Christ. We do not have a spirit of fear, but power, love and a sound mind. And when I was very depressed, I used to say, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Help thou, hope thou in God, who is the help of thy countenance, the health of thy countenance, and my God. His word is truth. His word led me out of a very dark place. And before I finish, I'm going to read Isaiah 61 to you because Jesus read it in the synagogue before he started his ministry. And it talks about every sin and every person. But I want you, as I read it, to think of those suffering depression and mental illness. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the meek. He has sent me to, broke up, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. And the last part is the part you can do if you really love. Jesus said, Greater love hath no man than to lay down his life for his friends. Well, to intercede is laying down your life. Our pastors lead the way there. They get up and pray for each and every one of us every morning. This is verse 4 of, um, of the uh, blessings of 61. Sorry, Isaiah 61. And they shall build the old wastes, and they shall raise up the former desolations, and they shall repair the waste cities, the desolation of many generations. That's generational sin. That's the parts of you that have been broken down. Prayer, prayer, pray for them, pray for them, and pray for wisdom. May Almighty God give you hearts of great compassion and mercy. May he equip this church to bring forth his word in truth and to deliver all who lie in darkness. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.